All right, well today everyone, we have made it. We are concluding the Summer on the Mount Sermon series in which we have been studying Jesus' famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus starts his teaching, he started it with the hope and encouragement of the Beatitudes, and then he brings us through this journey of many difficult teachings that were difficult then and are still equally as difficult today totally contrary to what the world would teach us. And as we'll see today, as Jesus concludes his teaching, he ends it with a challenge and a warning. See, there's more than to our faith than just listening and reading. We have to get uncomfortable. We need to get out of our routines. We have to step out and be courageous. Step out of those comfort zones and put Jesus' teachings into action. Without acting on Jesus' teachings, we leave ourselves vulnerable to Satan's attacks. Life isn't going to be easy. We all know that. Storms are going to come. We've all experienced storms. Some of us may be experiencing them right now but the key is we have to be ready for them. We must build our lives on the rock of Christ and attaching ourselves firmly to his foundation. Otherwise, when the trials come, we will fall. So Jesus is gonna issue us a challenge with his teachings. He's gonna issue it to live out his words. And in living out his words, he's giving us the tools and the key for us to build our foundation in him. The Sermon on the Mount lays out the expectations for a life as a Christ follower. And as we strive to live these teachings out, in doing so, we are also seeking after the will of the Father and living out his will. So that each time we act in the Father's will, we're building our foundation stronger and stronger and stronger. So let's take a look at the last part of Jesus' teachings from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 21 through 27. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. This is the word of our Lord. So we see from this similarity that Jesus talks about these two men building their houses, that they have several similarities. They experience the same storm with the same rains, the same flooding, the same wind beating against their houses. 
They experienced all the same things, but there was one difference that determined the outcome of their houses in this storm. And Jesus uses this illustration as a warning to us. Part of that is we've got to be prepared for the trials of life. We are to expect them. We've all had them. But we need to be ready for them, and Jesus gives us the key to do that. It's our responsibility to take the words and teachings of Jesus and put them into practice. James 2.26 tells us that faith without works or faith without deeds is dead. Now, it's not our works that save us, but our works are the fruit and the evidence of our salvation. It's us actually taking the word of Jesus and putting it into practice. So doing things like going to church, listening to sermons, reading our Bibles, listening to podcasts, doing Bible studies, all of those things are good and necessary to help in our spiritual growth. But if we don't take the knowledge from those teachings and apply them and put them to practice in our life, how is that helping us? How is it helping anyone around us? If you don't do what Jesus teaches, you're not building a strong foundation. You aren't producing the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to grow in you. So when those trials and storms hit, you won't be able to stand through them. Your house will fall like a great crash, like the house that was built on the sand. Building a foundation takes time. It doesn't happen instantly. It requires work and commitment and sacrifice. And as we've learned through these past 10 weeks, being doers of the teaching of Jesus is hard, and it's virtually impossible without him in the help and power of the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus. We need to have that relationship with him. We need to understand all that he calls us to do. He tells us that many are going to call him Lord. Many are going to do works in his name, but he won't know them because there was never a relationship with him. They did things in his name, but they never took the time to build a foundation in Christ. They never sought after the will of the Father. Actually, they chased after their own desires and their own wills, and they worked under the name of doing it in Jesus, but they didn't know him. And they weren't concerned about where the Father was leading them. You can't build your life on the rock of Christ if you don't know Christ. So here's some good news, because I started this off a little drab. So here's some good news. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus and you've confessed him as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. Your salvation is secure. Your eternal life with Jesus is secure. Jesus tells us that, but he also says... That's not all that you have to do. You've got to build your life on me. You've got to do the works and the teachings that I've taught you. Your life needs to be transformed, and you need to reflect me. Accepting Christ is just step one. So step two would then be we need to hear the word. So doing things like coming to church regularly and making that a priority above other activities and events on Sunday is very important into our spiritual growth. Being in community and being connected in small groups are really important to our spiritual growth. It's good to hear the word with other people, to be challenged and encouraged by what other people are experiencing and hearing from God. And yes, we also have to personally commit to consistently reading the Bible, 
to spending time with God and relying on the Holy Spirit to open our understanding to Jesus' teachings. We can't put his word into action if we don't know what it's telling us to do. And so part of those things is as we continue through on the journey and we continue to do these things, is to be remaining in community. We're vital to each other. And I know that we don't think of each other sometimes in this way, that we actually have a, a lot to offer somebody else. But Jesus doesn't want us to do this alone. He's well aware of the challenges that we face and all the things that pull at us and distract us and pull us away. So he gave us to each other as a gift. But if we really want to be a gift to our sisters and brothers in Christ, we need the Holy Spirit to help us grow and walk in his fruit. No one wants to be around bad fruit. It smells, it looks disgusting, nobody would eat it. Things grow out of it that we don't want to be near. So we need to allow the Holy Spirit to help us work out these teachings in our own lives so that we can be transformed, so that he can grow that good fruit to us, so that we can be a blessing to each other. We can help and encourage our brothers and sisters to grow in their walk. And then the third thing is, we need to do it. We need to do what Jesus tells us. Reading our Bibles and learning about his word and having quality time with Jesus shouldn't be part of our daily checklist. It's not a chore to be completed. It's an opportunity to grow closer to him. It's an opportunity to hear God right now in our very present time. The word of God is alive and speaking to you individually, but you've got to get into the word and allow the Holy Spirit to make it come alive to you. Many of you have probably heard of Diedrich Bonhoeffer. He was a German pastor, a theologian, a teacher. He was a very vocal anti-Nazi dissent who was so outspoken that it, it cost him his life. And he has a very fascinating story, which I would encourage you to read a biography of him if you ever have the opportunity, because his whole life was about doing the teachings of Jesus. He made that his mission and priority to live out what Jesus taught. And as he was teaching his classes, one of his students from the 1930s was quoted speaking about Bonhoeffer, um, telling the class about the urgency of being doers of the word. And so I'm going to share with you this quote that his student recalls him saying to her class. She said, when you read the Bible, you must think that here and now, God is speaking with me. From the very beginning, Mr. Bonhoeffer taught us that we had to read the Bible as it was directed at us, as the word of God directly to us. Not something general, not something generally applicable, but rather with a personal relationship to us. He repeated this to us very early on, that the whole thing comes from that. And he's totally right. That's where the whole thing comes from. Building your life on the rock of Christ is not just listening, not just reading. It's doing. It's allowing that word to come alive in you so that it transforms you, so that you go out and impact the world around you and you are anchored to the rock, Jesus 
so that when those trials and those storms come, you may sway a little with the wind. It may be a little hard up here, but your feet won't move because you're firmly planted in your foundation of Jesus, the rock. And no matter how fierce those winds hit, we can know that Jesus can handle anything that comes against him. But sometimes we fall into that category of we're struggling a bit, so we feel like we need to put on a show. So we come to church and we say all the right things, we use the Christian lingo, we get really busy volunteering, we look like we have it all together perfectly packaged. We're serving the Lord, we're loving Jesus, but eventually the storm is going to hit. And when the storm does hit, the truth will be revealed. That's when we will all see what our foundations are made of. So speaking of foundations, today in our service, you've noticed that we have some of our trailblazer friends here from our adventurers program. So I want to invite my trailblazer friends to come on up and bring your um, lollipops with you. One of the things that we do every single week in trailblazers is we talk about ways that we can live out Jesus's teachings how we can live them out for ourselves, and how we can live them out for other people. You guys can come right around the table. Nope, behind the table. Spread out, come on. We take the time to figure out ways that they can build their own foundations, even at this young age. Because even at this young age, they have difficulties too. And we want them to know that as they live out Jesus' teachings, that they're building their foundation stronger and stronger. So that when life does get a little bit hard, they know who they can count on, who will never leave them, who they can trust. And so I'm give, I gave them all these lollipops that we're going to pretend are rocks. Okay, everybody? They're rocks. They're not yummy lollipops. They're rocks. And I'm going to ask all of you to tell me something, and we'll just do one thing at a time, and if we have time, we'll do two. But tell me one way that you can live out Jesus' teachings. Can you hand me that mic right there? Thank you, Nathan. And when you tell me that, I want you to stick your lollipop in my little jar with the um, stick sticking up. All right, so Ainsley, what's one way you can live out Jesus' teachings? Help others in need. Help others in need. Good job. All right. Ellie, what's one way you can help? To be kind to people. To be kind to people. Nice. Yes. Just one. Just one because I'm going to come back to you. All right, Sebastian, what's one way that you can help? Keep faith strong. Keep your faith strong. Nice. Nathan? Be humble. Ooh, be humble. The wise world, words of children. Jack, sorry. Um, help our mother and father. Help mom and dad. That's a good one. I'm sure moms and dads appreciate that. Help other friends. Help other friends. Obeying our parents. Obeying our parents. Okay. Do you have another one? Going to church with other believers of Christ. Going to church with other believers of Christ. You got another one? Uh, helping your neighbors. Helping your neighbors. Being nice to friends. Being nice to friends. Okay. <laughs> put, your, put your pop in there. No, being honest. He was just being honest. See, you just lived out the teachings of Jesus right there. 
He's going to be honest, too. <laughs> Do you have another one, Ellie? Um, to help people. To help people. Our kids, here, you can put your lollipop in there. Our kids really do enjoy helping people. Ainsley, you got another one? To spread the word. To spread the word. Okay, awesome. So you'll see that as we do the teachings of Jesus, we start to build our foundation. And when the winds come and life kind of shakes us up a little, you'll notice that only a little bit on the top is swaying when the rushing of the wind comes. But the bottom, where our foundation is, is not moving because they had taken the time to live out the teachings of Jesus and investing in their firm foundation. So when the wind hits, they don't have to be worried because this isn't moving anywhere. And eventually, as they continue to do more and more, living out more and more teachings of Jesus, that foundation, those little rocks that you just put in, become bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually, eventually they become large, solid, firm rocks for their foundation. All right, so I want you guys to help me out with one more thing. You may have to share some rocks, but you can come around this way. Alexis, you can come around on the ends. Okay, now I want you guys to firmly plant your feet on the ground. You're gonna need to spread your feet apart. You're gonna need to squat down a little. Get ready, because I don't want you to move. So when you're ready, I want you to grab a hold of a rock. Just put your hands on the rock. You can share rocks if you need. Alexis, there's another rock here if you want to come down here. And I want you to firmly hold on to these rocks. So whatever is about to happen to you, whatever is about to hit, do not let go of your rocks and keep your feet firmly planted on the floor. Okay? So don't they look like they're ready for life storms to hit? They're ready. They are attached firmly to their foundation. So that when the winds come, and things start to blow, and the rain starts to come, and they're getting a little wet, and the wind gets stronger, and they're starting to sway, you see that none of these kids are falling. They may be swaying, but they're not falling. Their feet are firmly planted on the floor and they are holding on to their rock. And they're able to withstand any storm that comes because they know that the rock of Christ will not be moved. So as they continue to grow in the Lord, can you imagine what they're going to be like when they're all grown up like our age? Can you imagine the witnesses they'll be in this world? Can you imagine the testimonies that they're going to give to people when life throws them some curveballs? It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you, my trailblazers. Can we give them a round of applause? You can turn that off. All right, you all can take your seats. Watch the chords. We got a lot of chords today for this. Now... When we all look at the Sermon on the Mount, we see a lot of hard things that we have to do. A lot of things that are totally contrary to the world. A lot of things that the world wouldn't agree with us to do. 
things that are going to require commitment and sacrifice. And while that's all true, I really want to encourage you today to not look at it like that. Don't look at the Sermon on the Mount as a burden or something unachievable or impossible to do. Because in being doers of Jesus' teaching, there's so much joy and blessing that comes from doing it Jesus' way. There's a peace that we have that is rooted so deeply in us so that when life storms do hit, we don't lose that peace. It's a peace that this world can't understand. It's a peace that the world can't take. And it's also a peace that the world can't give. That it only comes from putting our trust in our Savior, from standing firmly on his word and holding him as tight as we need to when we go through storms. So take Jesus' warning. Heed his warning and take his challenge. Heed his warning to be ready. Be ready for when life throws curveballs. And take his challenge to take some time and be committed to living out his teachings. You don't have to do it perfectly. There's no expectation that you're going to get it right every single time. There's no expectation that you're going to achieve this on your own. It wasn't meant for you to achieve this on your own. It was meant for you to do with Jesus your rock. But take the time to invest in your foundations during the calm times. Because when the storm comes, it's too late. You can't build your foundation when you are being beaten by winds and rains and the trials and challenges of life. You have to be ready. You don't want to be caught in the position where the rains came and the floods rose and the wind was blowing and the man's house on the sand crashed. There was no way he could possibly rebuild his foundation in that part. But the man who was wise and took the time to invest in his relationship with Jesus, who lived out his words, when that storm came, his house stood. That's God's desire for all of us, that our foundation be rooted in his son. Nothing of this world will ever sustain us or protect us like God. God and God alone is our only true refuge. So as I close, I want to leave you with the words of King David from part of Psalm 62. And, and I really pray in this moment that the Holy Spirit will come and minister to you, that his peace will fall upon you, that you'll feel like there's a burden lifted off of me knowing that he's going to do this with me. That you feel this confidence within you knowing that God is really my true refuge. That God's the only one that will sustain me. That God will protect me and that in him and him alone I can take whatever the world throws at me. So listen to the words from King David. He says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Yes, my soul will find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. 
pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. We don't have to worry. We don't have to take all the burdens on our own because God is our rock. God is our salvation. God is our fortress. God is our rest. God is our hope. God is our honor. God is our refuge. Hold on to him. Be ready for your life storms and take the time to invest in your foundation to build your life upon the rock. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have so much to be thankful, so much, because you love us so much that you provide us the way to be able to withstand these storms. You say, come to me, come to me, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. You tell us that you'll never leave us or forsake us. You tell us that you will be with us in all the high waters. And Father, sometimes we just get so distracted by the things around us. We get so distracted by the things that our eyes see or the things our eyes don't see. So help us, Lord God. Help us to seek after you. Help us to seek your will. Help us to make time in our day to spend with you, to pray, to be in fellowship, to read your word, and Holy Spirit, come and illuminate that word. Make it alive in our lives so that we are transformed, that we impact the world around us, that we show the world who Jesus is. And we thank you, Lord, that every person in this room, whatever trial they're facing or have faced or about to face, Lord, we thank you that they can turn to you that they can have rest and confidence in knowing, Lord Jesus, that you're immovable, that their foundation will not move, and whatever they experience, they experience it with you. So help us, Lord, to take refuge in you, to lift our eyes up to where our help comes from, and to find rest in you alone. In Jesus' name we pray.